0: When you're weary, feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I will try them all, I'm on your
1: side, oh, when times get rough. Hello everybody and welcome to Green Room Radio. This is your host, Ray Ray, Ray Renata, your girl Ray Ray. I love to say your girl, Ray Ray. Why do I say that? Because I love it when I hear these podcasts and uh, these young ladies come on and say, this is your girl, Shamika. Well, I'm your girl, Ray Ray, for today. Man, have I been having some fun? Have you been having any fun? I hope so, because right now, having fun ain't easy. I think we all know that. We have... A psycho in the White House still. And the Democrats aren't doing a damn thing. They're just as guilty, as far as I'm concerned, as everybody else. What's better for the Democrats than to have a psycho in the White House for the coming election? Nothing. So they're not going to impeach him. We're going to have to put up with this insanity for God knows how long. And if he gets reelected, I think I'm going to move to France or the North Pole... Uh, but I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about some cool stuff. God, I have been going on like a, a board of cultural amazement. I really have. Um, so many things. Let's see. I, I went and saw this guy named Jake Shimabukuro. He is an, a Hawaiian ukulele player. Now, this is not... Your typical three chord ukulele, you know.
0: I wanna go back to my little grasshack on a Wahapaluhua.
1: None of that stuff. I mean, this guy rocks! And he plays jazz and he plays all different styles on a ukulele. Apparently, he got famous on YouTube by playing uh, the George Harrison song, As My Guitar Gently Weeps. And he played that, of course, in the concert. But he does everything. It, it's it's almost miraculous. I, it, he's got this boom box thing. Not a boom box. I don't know. He's got some kind of box on the ground that allows his ukulele to sound like various instruments, stringed instruments like uh, electric guitars, folk guitars, classical guitars, ukuleles, different types of ukuleles. And he uses this thing. uh, He creates tracks even as he's playing and then plays over them and jams to them. Jimi Hendrix style. He has two other people on stage with him. A guitarist, a lead guitarist, and a bass. The lead guitarist usually just ends up playing some rhythm because Jake is the jammer. And boy, does he jam! I saw this at uh, the Mountain Winery up in Saratoga, California. Something else. Something else. I'm going to risk playing um, a part of his While My Guitar Gently Weeps cover, the great George Harrison song while he was a member of the Beatles. I'm going to risk playing a part of it here. I'm probably violating copyright laws, and if they catch me, I'll have to take it down. But if they don't... Then it's going to stay. And before I do that, though, folks, uh, if you listen to this podcast, which I'm sure millions of you do, please go to iTunes and give me uh, an honest rating. I would love that so much. I have some, but I don't have enough for to even show up on the ratings. All I need, are, I don't know how many I need. They don't tell you. It's a big mystery, but I need more. I know that. I would really appreciate it. Just go to iTunes. And if you don't know where the link is or how to do it, just go to my website, RayRenati.com. Click on the little thing that says my podcast. And right there on that page is a link to the iTunes page where you can leave a link. I mean, (laughs) leave a comment. RayRenati.com. R-E-Y-R-E-N-A-T-I dot com. All right. Now, let's listen to Jake. So there you go. That's Mr. Jake Shima Bukuro. I hope I am not destroying his name. Uh, Isn't that something else? That's him playing part of As My Guitar Gently Weeps. Now, if you like his music, please go buy it. Go anywhere. Amazon, iTunes, whatever. I didn't want to put the whole song up because I don't want you to have it. I don't want to be responsible for cheating an artist out of his money. I just wanted you to hear what I was talking about. Um and I and I had no idea that ukulele could become that. So that was fun. It was totally sold out. I guess there are a lot of fans. Uh of this original YouTube sensation young man, but now he's a big international star and plays with all kinds of orchestras around the world and travels everywhere. And he's a big uh, proponent of no drugs. And, and, and he uh, spoke to all the young people in the crowd and said, you know, don't take drugs, find your passion. Find what you love in life and do the best that you can and, and give it everything you have. And, and I thought that was really cool. And so Hawaiian, so like chill. <laughs> and he said, yeah, my, my my players up here with me, we've all been drug free our whole lives. Wow. How many rock and roll, uh how many rock and rollers could say that? Not many. I wonder if that was a requirement to be able to play with Jake. If you want to be in my band, you have you have to have never taken drugs. Anyway, that's That, that's Jake. And after this short break, I am going to be telling you about some plays that I saw. Three of them, in fact, over the last couple of weeks. So uh, go get yourself a cup of coffee or whatever you like to do, your favorite beverage, and I'll be right back. Hey, everyone. This podcast is brought to you by nobody. That's right. Nobody. Nobody serving the world for eons you know what people i would love it if you went over to itunes and gave me a rank and a comment i need that because that's the only way i'm going to get more listeners that's the only way you can move up on itunes and itunes is where it's at so go over to itunes or go to my webpage and click on my podcast there's a little link there to itunes rayrenati.com go to itunes rank me give me a comment be honest I want honesty, but I just need comments. Thank you. And now, back to our show. I'm on your side. Oh, when times get wrong. And are- So, over the last week, I have seen a play called Straight White Men over at Marin Theater Company. Straight White Men by Young Jean Lee directed by Morgan Gould. I saw the School of Rock, the Broadway tour, and the maybe, perhaps, possibly, the masterpiece of our generation, Angels in America, Part 1, Millennium Approaches, and Part 2, Perestroika, at Berkeley Repertory Theater. I saw both parts in one day, folks. That's 8 hours of theater in one day. Who's done that? Anyone out there, drop me a line. Drop me a line. Go to my webpage rayrenardi.com. You can uh, send me email from there. So, let's see. First of all, let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, straight white men. Straight white men. Oh, so this is the age where we're bashing straight white men, right? Well, anyway, here in the Bay Area, we are. Maybe on the coasts, if you're if you're a guy, and you're straight, especially if you're like middle aged, people assume all kinds of things about you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but you can't but you can't complain because. According to everyone else, they have it harder. Women have it harder. Minorities have it harder. And if you're straight and white, man, you got it made, yo. <laughs> I wish that was true for me. Holy crap. Um. Anyway, straight white men. Very interesting play by this young lady, young Jean Lee. There are two characters in the play that... um. Are called person in charge one and person in charge two, and they are gender non specific, uh, meaning they're not straight, they're not gay, they're something in between or whatever they, they see themselves as. And um, I believe they both, or at least one of them, re- re- refers to himself or herself uh, as they which is totally fine with me. But when people do that now, which is a little common for people who are sexually nonspecific, they refer to, them, to themselves as they, or their friends refer, refer to them as they instead of he or she or it. I I, I want to correct them only because I'm like the grammar police. And, and then I realize, oh, this is a new thing. I need to just learn how to deal with it. It, it reminds me when people's pants were sagging which they still do you know where these guys wear their pants down below their butt crack when it first happened for years I felt like I had to run up to them and tell them their pants were falling off and then I I realized oh no they're doing this on purpose I better not do that I might get shot so that's my similar I have a similar response to the whole they thing but anyway, these persons in charge are running this diorama, which is the actual play. It's kind of a box built on stage. It's a realistic living room. And um, it, it consists of a father and then his three sons on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And, and that's when the play takes place. Um, And it calls into question all kinds of things about our relationship to uh, privilege and gender and uh, everything like that. Depression. Very good, good, excellent play. And, And one of the reasons it's so great is it says different things to different people depending on your point of view in life. And I love that. And... She has done that with this play very successfully. For me, the big takeaway was um, how the one, the oldest brother who was living with his father in this diorama, which is actually their living room, and things were going well. But when the two brothers, the other two brothers came home for Christmas... One, one of them, a successful banker person. The other one, I think, works for a nonprofit. They began to uh, become alarmed by their older brother living at home uh, at his age, when he had multiple doctorates and seemed capable of doing great things they labeled him as depressed as all kinds of nasty stuff and the father was fighting against that until the end and then the father got so brainwashed by the two other brothers that he actually kicked his son out of the house because uh, he said he was doing it for his own good and that was the end of the play he wasn't living up to what a straight white man is supposed to be if you're straight and you're white and you're in your 40s you better not be living at home. You're going to be the George Costanza of your neighborhood. Anyway, excellent play. Very funny. Very moving in parts. Amazing uh, use of di- dialogue. She seems like she must be a TV writer or something. I don't know. I don't think she is, but she could be because it was tight and funny and moving and touching and everything all at the same time. The only thing that I think needs to be fixed in this play for my opinion is there could be a greater connection between the persons in charge which are supposed to be showing you this diorama and sort of controlling it. there needs to be a greater connection and that needs to be clearer and it for me it wasn't clear and and it almost uh, seemed like they weren't necessary in, in, uh, necessary characters in the play. And I think it could be fixed very easily just by creating greater tension between the people acting out the, the father-son relationships and the, the persons in charge. Right now there's almost none. And, uh, I think there needs to be something. And I wonder if they're going to do that because the show apparently is going to Broadway like now, I'm not sure if it's there now or not, but I know it was going very soon, and so maybe this week or next week it's going to be on Broadway, and I'd be interested to find out if they did anything with that. Straight White Men. It's closed at Marin Theatre Company, but uh, if you ever get a chance to see it, check it out. I had uh, one friend in it, Christian Haynes, who played the character of Drew, one of the sons, who has been on this podcast... As the representative of Amios West, which is a great theater company um, that does a program called Shots, one act plays every month. He brought that out here from New York. He's not running it anymore, or he's taking a little bit of a leave of absence and somebody else is in charge. But we're doing a production of Shots very soon. I'll tell you about that at the end of this episode. All right, Straight White Men, Young Gene Lee. If you go to New York, I believe it's going to be there. Check it out. Check it out. What else do we have here? Uh, Okay, School of Rock, the musical. Now, when I was in London about eight years ago, uh, School of Rock was on the West End. And the reason it was there before it was on Broadway is because it was written by the great Andrew Lloyd Webber. Is it Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber? I'm not sure. I think it might be. Um, and uh, <laughs> the marketing of this show was just so deceptive and turned me off. I didn't want to go see a bunch of rock stars in a and you know a, a musical without a book just singing songs and that's what it seemed like it was to me but that's not what it is but that's what the marketing seemed like when i was in london it's about this rock and roller this pretty unsuccessful rock and roller who ends up as a substitute school teacher at a boarding school sort of a military school with boys and girls and uh he turns them all into rock stars <laughs> and they go to some sort of thing like America's got talent and it's so predictable. Every single moment in the show is predictable, but I still absolutely loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Um, these kids are incredible. They had to, inter- they had to uh, audition thousands of kids for the original Broadway production before they found the right ones. Because the kids have to play an instrument, for real, sing, dance, and act. Not triple threats, quadruple threats. They need to be quadruple threats, and there needs to be like four or five kids like that, and the rest of them also need to be able to sing, act, and dance. Um... So I don't think this is going to be a big hit on the community theater circuit when it gets there, unless they're all just fake play their instruments all the time. Which did happen in this show sometimes, I have to say. They were covered by the band below. uh, If they made mistakes or whatever. I know they turned the volume up and down depending on how much the kid had to move around and maybe how well he knew the lick or whatever. But uh, they were actually playing, and the drummer was amazing. The kid who played the drummer in this show, wow. So School of Rock, I... D- <laughs> the, the actor uh, who was the lead, the adult, the substitute teacher guy, what the heck's his name here? Uh, Theo Mitchell Penner. No, 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 no. That was one of the kids. That was one of the kids who played the keyboard. He was hilarious. Uh, And he was a damn good keyboard player. Um, The lead, Rob Coletti. I was watching and I said to my wife, my scythe? Oh, language. My wife. In the middle of the show, I said... God, they should cast Jack Black in this thing. This guy seems exactly like Jack Black. And then I remembered, oh my gosh, Jack Black played the movie version. So this guy was just imitating Jack Black. (laughs) He had all Jack Black's little idiosyncrasies down and stuff. But he was very good. Top, top notch Broadway show, School of Rock. Is it still playing? It might be. Orpheum Theater, San Francisco. If not, check it out. Check it out. If it's still on Broadway, check it out. I don't know. If it comes to your town, check it out. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Now, that's School of Rock. Now, what I really want to talk about. Angels in America. The great masterpiece. Angels in America. You you may have seen the miniseries... Starring Al Pacino and Emma Thompson and Meryl Streep and others uh, of a number of years ago, which is also excellent. Um, The play written by Tony Kushner, you know, the Shakespeare of our time, one of the Shakespeare's of our time, along with Stephen Sondheim, in my opinion. Boy, these actors. They, have to, they had to do two different plays in one day. Part one and part two of America, of Angels in America. American Angels, what was I going to say? <laughs> Angels in America. So if you've never been to Berkeley Rep, it's a beautiful theater. It's a proscenium stage. It's really huge opening. The, the ceiling goes way up. It's just top-notch construction all the seats are good we're so lucky to have Berkeley rep here in the Bay Area it's it's like it's the best of the best you might as well be in New York speaking of which all the actors I think except for maybe one were cast out of New York City and the one who wasn't I think was actually cast out of New York City, although she might have been a Bay Area person at one time. That was kind of disappointing to me. I mean, we're here in the Bay Area. we got a lot of good actors here who could have done it. all those roles. And they chose not to cast any of them. And as an, a member of Actors' Equity, the union for professional actors and stage managers, I find that somewhat disappointing. But I don't want it to take away from the accomplishment that Angels in America is, this production. Was it perfect? No. Was everything convincing to the point that I hoped it would be? No. But I'm very Critical, and also I've seen I've seen the, the play so many times, and I've seen it done uh, London the London um, theater. What is it? Um, National Theater, London. I've seen that production. So I'm a little bit I'm a little bit uh, uppity when it comes to this play, but I I was absolutely riveted, and um, the ten hours that we spent uh, went by very quickly. Angels in America is a play about the scourge of AIDS basically and what it does to people a whole bunch of people in uh, in New York City that's that are uh, either lovers or friends or connected without even being without even knowing they're connected and um, it's spectacular now uh, I want to I want to mention one of the actors, uh, Steven Spinella, who played Roy Cohn. Just fantastic, really. I I learned a lot watching this man in this in this role. You know, Roy Cohn was was a pretty nasty human being, and uh, but he made him believable. And also multidimensional. And you ended up having some um, empathy for this Roy Cohn. And when an actor can do that and absolutely pull you in and have your eyes riveted on him on the stage at all times, then that actor has done, he or she has done an amazing job. So, let me see here. When is this show closing? You know, before I start the podcast, I should look this kind of stuff up, but being me, me being me, the impulsive sort of like seat-of-his-pants person that I am, of course I didn't do that So, you know what? I'm going to actually look here on my computer. You can probably hear my mouse clicking. Click, 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 click. Berkeley Rep. Berkeley. Berkeley Rep. (laughs) Le Google. Angels in America. Oh, right there. I love it when they have those little subheadings. Okay, it's uh, running. Oh, no. It closed is that right is it closed it's closed 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 on sunday the day after i saw it oh you missed out you missed out on one of the greatest theater extravaganzas in the bay area in many years Oh, well, such is life. Someone actually just rang the doorbell in the middle of my podcast. How dare they? How dare they? Uh, I think it's time for a break. I'll be right back. I'm back. That was the electric meter reader, dude. Our gate was locked, so we couldn't read the electric meter. I don't know why we don't have smart meters yet here at our house. But that's neither here nor there. So now... Now it's time for a little bit of what we call in the business shameless self-promotion. Dun dun, 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 dun. Shameless self-promotion time. I'm going to be uh, directing and acting in burlesque, a benefit gala for Shots Bay Area Burne- burlesque benefit gala. Bur- Burnesque. Burlesque, burlesque burlesque with an l burlesque benefit gala so this is going to be happening when i'm looking at the the web page you think i would know but do i no okay join shots and amios sf for a gala fundraiser a night of original short plays burlesque Ooh, burlesque girls music dancing Cactails and horses' ovaries. I mean, hors d'oeuvres. Help us raise funds for our exciting 2018-19 season. This year, we are producing our monthly short play festival, Shots, on the first Wednesday of every month at Piano Fight. We also bring back our one-act festival, Long Shots, for summer 2019. That's great. They do longer one-act plays. Love them. Love them. Yeah. So you, so you got you to you come. You got to come and see this. And, you know, I'm looking at the, uh, the the place where you buy the tickets. Okay, August 4th, Saturday, August 4th, 2018, 7 p.m. 2018, that's this year, August 4th, 7 p.m. Okay, how do you get the tickets? Uh, go to uh, Amios West. Go to Amios West website, okay, and that is um, the Amios West, yeah, Amios West, come on, come on, Google, why aren't you working? <laughs> why don't things work? Why doesn't technology work? Okay, it's just AmiosWest.org, A-M-I-O-S West dot Orga, go there click 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 and then right there shots burlesque get tickets bada bing bada boom you know i have to tell you it is a blast and i've been doing this for a few years now and it's just getting better and better and better all the time so much fun the right writer, the writers are so good the actors and directors have become really good at doing these short plays. It's a blast. And most of them are very funny. Some of them are moving and funny. Some are just moving. But the quality, the quality of writing and performance is outstanding. I, I am I'm surprised, I have to say, because a number of years ago when I'd, I got started with them, it was okay. But now it's excellent theater. So come on down. Come and see it. August 4th, 2018, 7 p.m. at the Circus Center in San Francisco, California. Circus, like clown circuses, you know. Circus Center, San Francisco, California. Go to the Amios West West website. A-M-I-O-S-W-E-S-T dot org. A-M-I-O-S-W-E-S-T dot Orga. That's right. And again, folks, please go to iTunes and give me a comment and a ranking. I would love you. Tell me if you do. Uh, Shoot me an email at rayrenati at gmail.com. And uh, I'll give you the most thankful response you've ever had in your life. Gear on Well that's it for today I hope you enjoyed this It was a lot of fun for me Oh I just saw a picture of myself in a slideshow On the Amios West website Look at that I'm a star Yeah Come and see us And until next time Pay no attention to politics It'll give you An ulcer perhaps Pay no attention But do what you can To change things And until next time, I will see you on the boards. I love you. Good night, everybody. I am an old woman
0: Named after my mother My old man's another Child that's grown old His dreams were like Thunder's desire This old house would have burned down A long time ago Make me an angel That flies from Montgomery
1: Make
0: me a poster Of an old rodeo Just give me one thing that I can hold on to. To believe in this living is just a hard way to go. Girl
1: well, I had me a cowboy, weren't much to look at, <laughs> just a
0: free ramblin' man, but that was a long time, no matter how hard it tried the years they just flow by. Like a broken down, down. Make me an angel that flies from Montgomery. Make me a poster of an old. Living is just a hard way to go Well, there's flies in the kitchen woke up today How hell can a person Go to work in the morning Come home in the evening And have nothing to say Make me an angel That flies from Montgomery Make me a poster Of an old rodeo Telling you The only thing That I can hold on to To believe in this living Is just a Hard way to know To believe this living is just a heart.